0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Good evening, and blessings. And welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom of State. This show is produced by a plain historian, educator, and author, Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly live online discussion today Hello, this is Leslie Gist, and you're listening to the Gist of Freedom. Marlene Rivero, are yes. you on the line?
0: Yes, Wonderful. I am.
1: Great. You are going to talk to us about an explorer. We tried to get you on, on the day of Christopher Columbus's observation to talk about our own explorer, Mr. York. Um, so could you tell us who is York and how is he affiliated with the Lewis and Clark expedition?
0: Well, um, York uh, was the uh, body servant of William Clark, um, but in his childhood, um, he was his he was uh, his childhood playmate. Um, some would even think he he was more likely a childhood. Friend, but he was owned by the Clark family, so Friend is being real liberal with that, Um, and he traveled with the uh, Lewis and Clark uh, Expedition as it went across the United States from 1803 and returned uh, to St. Louis by 1806. Um, Okay. All right. Um,
1: I've been talking to some people who have been trying to find more out about his genealogy and they're telling me that his name was Gist. Do you know anything about this?
0: I have heard um, some saying that more than likely it could be Gist. I understand Mm -hmm. uh, through conversation that it could have been um, a Quaker name. Uh, But my research have not uncovered that.
1: Okay. Now tell us about I, uh, your research.
0: Hmm? Tell
1: us more about your research.
0: And I also when want to talk I about prep- the painting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I, I compare to, I am um, to, uh, a uh, storyteller. I have mm-hmm. been uh, uh, storytelling since uh, um, uh, 1999. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, I I, I did a little work uh, in our local children's theater. Well, and in, in um, 2003, I was re- asked or requested to do something to um, recognize York during the bicentennial. I I was like many people that. Do know a little bit about York? I I heard that uh, he was somewhat of a uh, comical uh, baffoon or it, it wasn't complimentary. I wasn't enthusiastic to do anything about York. I I didn't know anything about his family, um, and I I do one person. Uh, reenactments so to take on that challenge was was uh, uh, it was just that a challenge and in my research I I um, I consulted uh, old books that was written about Lewis and Clark uh, novels and most of them did not Uh, show him in a complimentary light. And my favorite was uh, the one that Robert Betts wrote, Uh, and James Homburg uh, did an epilogue epilogue of him at the end. Um, And it was In Search of York. And oh, after reading, uh, reading that book, I was my attitude about York changed, and as I read and paying specific attention to York, I needed to get a, a good feel for him. And what William Clark wrote about him it wasn't that complimentary either, <laughs> but as you read and reread, you see where it seems to be a a bit of jealousy i'm when I'm looking for a story that i can I can put my teeth into that I can feel. That I can bring to life, I look for the very minute parts. And there was, there was a, a section where, where Williams said, we went for, for meat. I'm gonna paraphrase, and we would have gotten back to the camp sooner. If York hadn't been slow and lazy, slow and lazy, how can that be? Typical. That's stereotypical,
1: huh? right? Isn't that very yeah. much stereotypical?
0: It's a stereotype.
1: No. But
0: slow and lazy, you you must understand, the man that was on this ex, 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 expedition was strong, was muscular were fit um and but when you look at it in a holistic term and you see how they describe the interaction of the native american to york and how how they marveled at his strength at his color his color being black and they used the word black so that means he was very dark um And the Native Americans didn't know any black people prior to meeting York. So how can he be slow and lazy? There's no reason for that type of comment unless there was already a formation of jealousy, brewing, in the back of William Clark's mind. So you have to take little things, and you must look at your own culture, your own way of being and doing. Family reunions. What do you do at a family reunion? You talk. You reminisce. You tell stories of how it has been with you over the time when you last saw someone so you have to look at your own life as well as the written word uh you got to put the two together and i am from a family of storytellers okay. i Okay, and I listened to stories in my growing up years. And well,
1: can you can you um, go into character, and I know you developed a character called York's, based on York's mom. Am I right? right? That's correct. Can rich. you go into character and tell us about your son?
0: Well, I will give you a snippet because okay. um, she's... Um, Um, she's his mother, uh, in 1799, uh, John Clark dies, and the wheel is being read, and their family, and my family don't know what's going to happen, because... The master has died. My children, my man, Old York, Juba, Nancy, Vino, and the others. We don't know what's going to happen to us. Well, we find that the will said that Master William is going to get us. Maybe it won't be too bad well master william he's he he gives us to he gives me to uh his sister lucy Lucy Cro I'm away from my children, but I get to see him ever so often I get to go visit or they come visit me and I teach him how to weave. So you get a feel here that Rose cares about her family. I'm mm-hmm. out of here for a second, and I'll go back. know you are. And so you you get the feel that she cares about her family. She mm-hmm. cooks, she cleans, she she teaches her children how to weave, how to how to make cloth, and so forth. She hoes in the garden. Well, one day, she's hoeing in the garden. Um I gotta get the weeds out of these tomatoes. As I lean on my hoe, I see my boy and, and young William. They're coming across the hill. They got something in their hand a uh, rabbit and and maybe a squirrel or two. Yeah, we're going to have some good victuals tonight. I'll make some gravy and sop it so it'll be sopped up with some biscuits. My biscuits are the best. Oh, they both got a gun in their hands as they come across those fields. You see there that William and uh, York were growing up together. They had relationships. Hello?
1: I'm here. You there I'm listening. Yes, I'm sorry, I thought we got disconnected. So you were saying I that you see did. that they Yes. Um you were saying that they grew up together.
0: Right. And so William. she mm-hmm. she uh tells a little bit about that growing up time. Mm-hmm. Um and talk a little bit about the foods. And, and okay. she tells a little bit about her other two, uh, Nancy and Juba, girls. And mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to note that one of the children is named Juba. And Juba very well could have been a name that was uh, brought over from Africa. Mm-hmm. It is unknown, but more research needs to be done. And mm-hmm. define out the origin of the name, because more likely York was named after Yorktown or York County over in Virginia. They the the slaves had a, a knack of naming their children after things that they knew and after things that were around them, so that they would know where they were from. So, it's I'm I'm getting a little bit in depth uh, uh with how I do it. Um mm-hmm. but it has to come from inside of you, um, mm-hmm. to tell a story to make it meaningful, to make it so that you will feel that you are there. Are yes. there at, at the time of the telling. Now excuse me.
1: I'm sorry, but um, York is becoming more popular. Uh, there's a there is a monument. I, when I did some research online, I found a couple of monuments. And he's also in being honored at National Park Service. Could you tell us about these historical sites where people could go to learn more about York?
0: Yes. Um, I have uh, been to uh, the uh, Lewis and Clark uh, Historic uh, trail Center in Omaha, Nebraska. I have performed there at their grand opening. Um, uh, they have quite a bit of uh, information that the uh, public can can acquire. I understand, I have not been yet, it's one of my bucket lists. Uh, there's a York Monument in Louisville, Kentucky, where the family... Um, was supposed to have lived in the um, early 1800s. So um, there's a number of uh, bookstores that people can buy books, specifically about York. Um, not all of them, but one in particular, um, by um, Robert Betts and uh, Jonathan Humber. Um Jonathan Humberg wrote Dear Brother, which touch upon York's life after he returned from the exhibition. Um, and to me, the afterlife tells a lot about York and the attitudes of that time. Um, York wasn't treated very well after he got back. York went through what some people today would call work stoppage. But uh, he... Could you explain that? What, what do
1: you mean when you, when you say that?
0: Uh, work stoppage. Uh, yes. He refused. He started drinking. He refused to work. Uh, William threatened to send him down the river. Um, um, hire him out to a severe master, which he did do. Um, York, uh, one of the things uh, that's interesting about York, York was the only married man all, uh, of that crew, and he sent a white buffalo robe back to his wife in Kentucky when he got to Ford Mandan. And the interesting thing here was that he was able to give his wife such a treasured skin, hide. Because white buffalo, they are few and far between. And he was able to give this hide to his wife, which meant he caught it. And Mm -hmm. the men did not take that honor away from him. So his contribution to the expedition was was significant. It wasn't minor, as history tend to, um, relegate his um, uh, participation as minor, insignificant. Yeah. I, I, I had great.
1: to I had to look up this quote while you were talking. Uh, when you said those negative things about he was uh, known as a drunk and lazy and shiftless, And the reason why we do this show is to correct history. And the quote that I have in mind, it says, until lions write their own history, the tale of the hunt will always glorify the hunter. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So you are a lion writing your own history. And that's what this show is all about. Um, so I commend you for what you're doing and telling us a story about the the, the uh, capture he caught uh, for his wife. And it really talks about the love and the human side of, of Africans um, enslaved. So I want to commend you. What do you have to say to the audience Um to those who are thinking about preserving their history and their stories and their family?
0: Um, I will tell them the same thing was told to me when I went up to a storyteller and, and just complimented her for her fine job. Well, she says, you can do it too. Um... I didn't think that I could, but a couple months later, I was presented with a challenge to tell Harriet Tubman's story. And that's how I got started with telling um, first-person history. And in telling Harriet Tubman's, I'm not a hugger. Harriet, these children that were Um, At the time, um, uh, elementary students would come up and hug Harriet because I made Harriet's dress. I made Rose a dress. I made Elizabeth Keckley a dress. I, I make these people, and I take their feelings from the research. And I channel it into myself. You have to channel into yourself your your heritage. You have to love yourself before you can go out and love somebody else and when you love yourself, you can share it. We need to know where we come from, so we will be proud. We weren't there waiting waiting for somebody to set us free? I do not believe that York died on the road between uh, Louisville and Nashville of cholera. I do not believe that. I believe that he either went back to where he was from, or he went back to the Native Americans who treated him as an equal. Mm -hmm. I do not believe he was a buffoon as William Clark portrayed him. I do not believe that he was a womanizer and that he just shared himself across the nation. There's mm-hmm. no evidence that he left behind, but there is evidence of redhead children. We, when we love, we can love singularly, not with a whole lot of folks. Mm-hmm. And did you
1: talk about the red children i'm I'm curious what is this about a red child
0: the nas paris uh uh tribe uh, over uh, in the montana area supposedly there's a red haired child that William Clark left behind but you know- you don't find black children. But William writes of all the men having syphilis, but you do not find that he wrote anywhere in his writings of York having it. Mm-hmm. So that wow. that's that's and the the Native American said he was big medicine. He was a god. How in the world? Will somebody shoot and kill a god if they can get a part of it?
1: Right.
0: Well, I I had a
1: student who was studying for their master's contact me about York. And as you mentioned at the very beginning of the show, the Quakers were gifts, or the gifts were Quakers, and they uh, were surveyors and frontiersmen. There's a Christopher Gist who um, helped George Washington when he was only a teenager scout out some property illegally, which was under treaty. So mm-hmm. they really kept that story hush hush. So the the names Gist and as far as being surveyors and frontiersmen, guides, and working alongside the Native Americans peacefully um has been um proven throughout history not just with the Quaker gifts but also with Sequoia guests, who was Cherokee. And he was oh Sequoia, oh, yeah. uh, Okay series. the one
0: that uh uh developed the uh, alphabet.
1: Correct. So we see these connections. So when the student called me and said, Well York may be part of um this expedition I wasn't surprised because I, I saw these um these patterns throughout the white Gist, the Native American Gist. So I knew that there probably would be a a black Gist that was involved. So I just wanted to get that out there. And when you said he probably went back or he was from Virginia and York County, well, there's a a gentleman who was enslaved as a white boy in Virginia, and he um, owned property in about five different counties in Virginia. His name was Samuel Gist. And when um, the world, the war broke out, he went back to England, and he left his property to his stepdaughter and his stepsons, and they converted it into plantations. And then his will, he demanded that his daughter free uh, the enslaved black people in Virginia, and they passed the law just to free them because it was illegal to manumit Africans. In Virginia. So they passed a law called the Gist Law so that these enslaved black people could be transplanted to Ohio.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: that's where we had the Gist Settlements. And when this student called me, they asked me for my records. And sure enough, uh, two York's, not just one York, was on a list, but two York's his father and um, a young York. So, uh-huh. you know, she's still doing this research. And hopefully, um, she can find. Uh, concrete, you know, um, evidence that York is pro- is part of the gift settlement, and he was from the original plantation in Ohio. So I want to thank you um, for sharing this story and bringing York's um, story to life and telling it the way um, we should hear it. And I like your comment as far as the textbook controversy in Texas, how they're uh, whitewashing it, cleaning it up, sanitizing um, our history, saying that we were not enslaved but we came here merely as workers. This is a new trend in the, in the textbooks for young people to learn about um, African Americans' voyage here. What do you have to say to that and how can people like you make a difference?
0: Um, may I add um, there is a a um, passage that talks about um, where William uh, chastises York about telling the Native children um, that he was roped and captured as a wild beast. And I found that intriguing, uh, that there's a lot of things I find intriguing uh, in when you really get into learning about York. But that one passage, his writing showed he was angry. Why would he be angry when the Indian children did not know English? Not at all. So Mm -hmm. it didn't matter what York was saying to these children. They did not know. But William knew what he was saying. But evidence shows that York was born here on in, on this continent, not mm-hmm. in Africa. So, what does, should that lead you to think? His daddy was a storyteller, and his daddy more than likely was captured, and he was telling his daddy's story. So, our stories is hidden in songs and and just little little bitty nuggets, and we have to search for it and when we can have it to come alive then it make it more intriguing for you to read and learn about our history and you can mm-hmm. you can see it you can feel it and and then you can understand it and you can quick just i say let the water roll off a duck's back because you don't care but now you mm-hmm. will care and you will read because you're looking for those nuggets and seeing how we helped ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were your Americans that helped in a lot of ways, and thank God for them. But we helped ourselves too. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that is an excellent way to end um, this interview. Is there any contact
0: information you'd like to share? Um Audience. Um yes um I would love for people if they're interested in um a live show uh story tell, I'm a storyteller uh they can go to my website and they can um look up my um uh, you they can get my information at wwwmarlene um marlene3dhistory.com my phone number is six one eight five three four forty eight forty. Or they can go to the um uh Facebook and I'm Marlene three D history and I would love to um uh come and and present Rose. I call her Eyes on Rose. She tells mm-hmm. her son's story.
1: Wonderful. And I want to wish you a good night and much success, and hopefully I'll be able to see your show in person.
0: I would hope you could, too. (laughs) Nice
1: meeting you. you. Nice meeting you,
0: too. Okay. Have a good night. Bless you all. Bye. Bye-bye.